What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Fast Track, formerly known as Pave the Way Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Helbeck, and on this show, you are gonna learn exactly how to be successful as a real estate investor. It doesn't matter if you're brand new or if you've done dozens and dozens of deals. This is a podcast you're gonna be able to listen to that's gonna give you actionable, specific advice on how to be successful within real estate investing. I'm gonna interview top-notch real estate investors each and every week, and there's also gonna be some content that is just gonna be me telling you exactly about my journey and how I've went from a broke kid starting out to a million-dollar real estate investor. So if you wanna learn how to be successful investing in real estate, this is the show to listen to, and I'm looking forward to being able to serve you at a high level. Hey, what's up, everyone? Greg Hellback, Real Estate Investing Fast Track Podcast. Welcome today. I got a great show with my buddy Joe Terrio out of the New Hampshire, New Hampshire, the Northeast. Got a great show with him. We're going to talk about his journey, how he went from machine shop worker to major successful real estate investor. So if you're looking to get inspired, this is an unbelievable show to watch. Uh, He's awesome. Great guy. Good friend of mine. Been a client of mine before. And uh, just a super cool dude to interview. Doesn't do too many interviews, so it's cool to kind of get him on the line here because he doesn't do too many of these. So uh, sit back, relax, enjoy this interview. Uh, if you're not driving, take some notes. If uh, Before I get into the interview, if you get value from the show today, if you can leave me a review on iTunes and also share the show on social media, that really would help. And uh, if you're interested in getting coached by me on a one-on-one basis, go to bookacallwithgreg.com. If you're interested in learning how to become a direct mail ninja, Go to directmailclass.com, and if you want to JV deals with me, if you want to do deals with me in New York or San Diego or Delaware, email me, greg at velocityhousebuyers.com with the subject line deals, and we can talk about how we can do deals together, whether you wholesale them to me or we wholesale them together, etc. Um, so that is that, and then quick thing, show is sponsored by greglikesdata.com, a uh, quick little commercial for them. If you're looking for awesome real estate software that is honestly a must-have in any real estate business, Trust me, I'm just going to be direct to the point. Check it out for free for seven days at greglikesdata.com. I'll leave it there. Enjoy my interview with Joe Terrio from New Hampshire. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. I got my buddy Joe Terrio, who is under the radar. He only comes on a few podcasts every year. And I was able to twist his arm a couple weeks ago and say, hey, you got to come on my show, man. So he was uh, happy to join. So Joe, man, welcome uh, to the Real Estate Investing Fast Track. Happy to be here, man. We've uh, worked together over the years, so happy to be here. Yeah, man. Well, you got a great story. I heard you on another podcast, a mutual friend of ours, and I said, man, I got to get this guy on my show. So for the listeners who didn't hear that episode, give us your backstory before you got into real estate, because you guys are, you got a serious business now up in the Northeast. What were you doing beforehand? And and then, you know, let's, let's hear your background. Uh, like, it depends how real you want me to get, right? Like, Get as uh, real as you can, man. This is two Northeast right? guys going at it. You know, so like, you know, basically the short to bring me up to like 20 years old, you know, was, um, you know, I, I remember the, I got out of school and I got into a bad car wreck when I was like 17, 18. And, um, the, I dropped out of college. Like it wasn't like, I didn't make a lot of good life decisions at that point in time. And I remember walking out to mailbox and my dad, like, it's like you could buy a multifamily building and live in one unit. And I was like, wait a minute, I can get the fuck out of my parents' house and I can go like smoke as much weed as I want and drink and potty and like live in a building. Like what the fuck? And own it? And own it? Like what is this? So that took me to be 
about 21 before I did it. Um, so I'm 45 now, figure the math on that. Uh, bought that first building. Um, I was a machinist at the time, bought it. And what is a machinist if people aren't familiar with that? Yeah, machinist. So guys who make anything out of metal. So if you look okay. around, like most things around you are made out of metal. So you <laughs> name it, I've made it. I've made guns. I've made tank pots. I've made sailboats, pots. I've made oil rig. Any of your oils shit comes from me, machinist. Look at your cell phone, the case that your cell oh, yeah. phone is in that's made by a mold. So a metal make maker has to make the mold that's made out of metal so that they can form the plastic to the metal. So people don't know, your can, your, your can is, any metal can is made from a, a mold, right? That right there, made from a mold, right? Yep. So um, so manu manufacturing is really what I was in. I grew up in manufacturing when I was, I was in a machine shop at, uh, shit, 10 years old, scraping the chips out of a machine, out of a, you know, out of a machine. My uncle owned a machine shop, so I, uh, Grew up being a chip monkey and uh, cleaning the fuckers out, you know. And, blue collar guy, dude. Blue collar to the bone. And I mean, I got it right here. That's company collar. Blue collar. It will never. I'll bleed. I'll bleed it till the end. Love it. And, uh, so the um, that that's where I come from there. And bought that first building and fixed it up and refied it. And this was back. This would have been two thousand two to early. Would have been 2000, maybe right before the market took off before that, before the crash. So I was there. I could have already been retired. <laughs> I made bad life decisions. Then I refied and thought it was a great idea to go keep pottying instead of that 30 grand. I could have had to go buy a few more apartment buildings. Yeah. Um. So that didn't quite happen. I kept pottying and decided at 24 to not do that anymore. And, uh, you know, I got the DUI. I got all the bad shit that happens. Uh, I got sober at 24. Haven't drank in 20 years. Nothing. No, nothing. Like zero, zero. Stop. Not even a glass of wine. Nothing, dude. No pot. No, nothing. You name it. It's stock raving fucking nuts. Right. So um, yeah, I got sober and that ended up me getting married, ended up me being in Germany. And then from Germany, I ended up in Texas because of military. She was military. Fucked up, I know. And uh, I was still in Texas before it all crashed. In 2007, six, yeah. I was there. Um, you were living. I didn't know you lived in Texas. You yeah. don't have a Texas accent. No, fuck, no those fuckers couldn't convert me. Uh, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, lots of lots of jokes down there, with, you know, working in a blue collar machine shop. Being a Yankee up here, you yeah, like, Northeast you, guy. They're like, who the hell? Find are you? out about what prejudice is for real. You cross that Mason Dixon line. I knew for the first time. Like I never experienced it. I I experienced it, and uh, but nonetheless, we had we had some good wars when we were down there, and uh, we had a good time. But I was there before it all, and I wanted to do real estate. I went to a, and I'd already done it. I went to a Russ Whitney thing. Russ okay. Whitney was a big name back then, and um, my wife at that time. Uh, did not want me doing anything, but uh, what she wanted. And uh, uh, she was pissed that I read to a Russ Whitney thing and paid a thousand bucks for a seminar. And then they tried to hit you for another 30 grand on your oh, credit. Oh yeah, good old upsell. Yeah, he's a fucking guru guy or was anyway. And then um, life happened again. And um, I uh, had my daughter, she was about four months old. My wife ended up leaving, uh, came home, they were gone. And I was in Texas by myself and um, 
I uh, was paying child support and all that jazz. And I, I left Texas, literally no fucking around with $500 loaded my machine shop tools into my truck. I was like, I am going home. And uh, didn't let anyone know I was coming home. I came home and uh, with $500 with no place to go, thought I had a job lined up, job fell through. Oh, I ended up uh, now would have been late twenties. I uh, camped. I had 200 bucks left into my name. Like I was up in Shit. fucking Maine somewhere, yeah. uh, living in a campground, living in Walmart parking lots. Like that's how it went down. And um, I called my cousin because I didn't want any, again, didn't want my family to know I was home because I got big family here in the area. And I just like, I, I'm going to make it on my own. And I uh, called my cousin. I was like, hey, you know, like I'm back, but like keep it under the radar. And she's like, why don't you just come stay here for a week instead of the, uh, side campground. Yeah. <laughs> no campground right and even the campground was running me out of money of my two whole two hundred dollars yeah and, uh, so i went and uh stayed there and i ended up getting a job up in uh claremont new hampshire which is east bumfuck new hampshire basically and uh i moved went there i lived in my truck for another two months and uh saved up enough to buy an rv tow it to a campground Towed that RV to a campground, lived in the fucking RV for about a year in a campground, Shit. freezing my balls off and uh, in the winter. And um, so I saved enough to buy a few thousand dollars. I still had child support and had to pay for them down there, their house. I wasn't divorced. They were in Texas still? They were in Texas. They promised they were coming up here um, and never did. Uh, still to this day. And uh, the, and. I um, saved up a few thousand dollars. I was working full time, busting my balls, right? A machine, machinist, fucking right? business. Yep, as a machinist, uh, working as a machinist full time, living in a campground full time, and uh, saved up enough to buy a multifamily piece oh, of so shit. So your history repeats itself. History repeats, man. And that was 2007, 2008, when the market tanked. Everyone was like, you're buying and everyone, like all the guys that are around me, they've been machinists for 20 years. They got these big 401ks, like, dude, they're bleeding. They're like panicking, pulling their money out. And yeah. uh, and they're like, what are you doing? Like pulling, you're going to go buy a multifamily? Are you fucking crazy? The, the market is collapsing. I'm like, I didn't know much about real estate, but I knew that, uh, wait, I can live in this building, not live in a campground. And all I got to do is rent out one of these units to somebody in this fucking town and it'll be break even. Right. And uh, so that was my that was my mindset, you know, and uh, I was like, you guys are fucking nuts. So I bought that one, fixed it up, uh, refinanced it, bought another one, fixed it up, refinanced it. Mind you, I kept working full time, bought another one, fixed it up, refinanced it, opened a yoga studio uh, and was a yoga, a yoga studio. So you went from yep. camper to fucking yogi. Yeah, no camper yogi. So I was making assault rifles at the time. I was a yoga studio owner and I own apartment buildings. It was fucking, it was, a, it was. You're like it, the Dos Equis guy, bro. Yeah. World's <laughs> most interesting man. It Holy was, dude, fuck. there's some stories there behind all that. And uh, shit. Yeah. So I left, I was done with real estate again. And after I got those buildings and refinanced and I was like in the yoga and all this, I was like, you know what, man, I'm just like, I'm pretty happy. I don't need to be in real estate. Like I don't need this push. And, uh, and I met my now wife, she lived two hours away. And, um, I was like, either I leave this 
whatever I'm doing and I go for it. Um, it was like this weird thing. So I hated landlording. And uh, so I was like, I either leave and I had some coaching at the time, not real estate coaching, um, but coaching. And she was like really pushing me. And so I closed the yoga studio, left my job, sold my buildings. It gave me, I had 30 grand to make it. And After everything was said and done. Yeah, everything all said and done. I had 30 grand all that time, all those years. It took me about seven years of being up in Claremont. Uh, to get that basic bust my balls, work full time, run them. I was running the machine shop at the time and um, yoga studio owner and teaching and whatever four buildings. Um, so I was running um, and 30 grand. I said, I'm either going to go make it. And I started hanging some fucking bandit signs um, down here. Here is this now. And it would have been 14, I think. Yeah. Oh, so not that long ago. Fuck nope. it. Eight years yeah. ago. 14. Yeah. And uh, hung some bandit signs. And dude, I was down to my last two grand. I was almost back. I was hunting for part-time jobs. And I was like, I'm going back. I got no choice. I'm out of money. And I'm, I was living with my now wife. I moved down, you know, but I was. Where like, did you, now do you, now you moved back down to Southern New Hampshire in the, yeah. the Manchester area? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. And uh, so I moved down. Uh, with her, but I still, you know, me being me and blue, I'm not going to live off my wife and just fucking mooch. I'm not that, not yeah. my style. Right. Uh, so I was like, man, I'm running out of dough. Like this ain't working. And uh, I had been working this fucking lead for a while. And this lady was like weird, but she lived up the street from my family and this uh, in Lowell, Mass. And uh, yeah, right there. where, right yeah. where, uh, what's the fucking box's name from there? Uh, Come on, the, the fighter movie there. Uh, what's his name? Anyway. Oh, uh, yeah. fuck. The, the, uh, yeah. They made the movie out of him. Yes, I, yes. Now, yeah. I, now, anyway, anyway, I should be, they're going to shoot me. Anyone from Lowell, s s fucking listen to this. I'm going to be fucking shot that I can't remember his name. <laughs> anyway, um, the uh, Mickey Wood. Uh, so the, um, you know, I was here and out of dough working this lead in Lowell. And um, I knew it was a deal and I couldn't get anybody on it. And uh, I met my now um, business, well, past business partner till two days ago. And um, the, I called them and I was like, man, like, dude, I know this is a deal. And it wasn't there. And all of a sudden this lady calls me. She'd been like, just weird. Wouldn't give me a phone. Wouldn't give me a phone number. Called me blocked months ago. So it was like, it was just weird situation. She calls, she's like, I built all kinds of rapport over the few months and gone out there with an attorney. Like, I didn't know shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And dude, she's just like, kind of hustle, dude, scra scraping. Calls me and she just trusted me. And she's like, I'm getting on a plane in Germany in two days. You can either buy my house at this number or um, I'm going to list it. I called called my business uh, ex-business partner and said, hey, there's a deal. And he's like, uh, I was like, what do I do? And he's like, Joe, I'll, I'll loan you the money. And I'm like, fuck no, man. Like I'm, I'm down to like two grand. I don't like, I've rehabbed apartments and shit. I'm not going to rehab this house in Lowell on the, the single family house in Lowell, Mass. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, and he didn't do shit in mass, but I knew everybody in mass. And he's like, how about this? I'll buy it. We'll split the proceeds and, uh, and we'll rehab it. And you just GC it. I said, okay, fine. And, uh, we uh, bought it and it turned out when we bought it, the neighbor 
her daughter had been looking for a house in that neighborhood and her real estate agent searched us and uh, they bought the, they bought the, put in a deal with us and said, you do X, Y, Z to the house and we'll buy it off of you for this much. So it gave me enough to keep going. So I think we made like 80 grand on that first. Oh deal. my God, your yeah. first deal. So you yeah. split it 40, 40 and yeah. 40. So it was a not, I mean, dude, I was a machinist making 50 grand. So figure what I can make stretch on 40 grand. I was like, fuck, you know? Holy so, shit, yeah. Dude. So, um, and then that's how you got in the game. So you were like, dude, I'm glad we spent a lot of time going into your story because I, I knew you had a unique experience. I didn't hear it to this detail until now. Yeah, no, right. I don't usually go. You're, there. you're like all over the fuck. You're in Texas and you're at a yoga studio in like the yep. middle of New Hampshire. If people aren't familiar, there's a whole lot of fucking nothing there. Once you're out of the Manchester area, it's like yeah. nothing. You're up there doing apartments. You end up getting this. When that's the thing, I, I love the point you made with the using the story with that lady. You kept following up like a fucking savage. Yeah. And that follow up made you forty thousand to start your business right back in 2014, 2015. Yeah. So, fuck, man, that might be the most epic intro to real estate story I've ever heard. I'm yeah. Not I don't. I don't usually go there, man. I, there's some other details that would really spice that shit up. But uh, you know, I I think it it can bring um you know super high end guys probably don't give a shit. But uh, I think uh, some people need to hear that you actually need to bust your balls and you need to work. I still yeah, do. Man. I'm in my office now, and I still busting my balls and still pulling my hair out. And uh, it's the same thing. You just it's funny. I say this people time like once you start doing a lot of deals, you just have different fucking problems. Right. It's like not like they ever go away. You're just dealing oh. with more bullshit and you got bigger money problems, but they're different. That's it. It's, it's a totally it. different dynamic. Hey, what's going on? This is Greg Hellbeck here. And if you're listening to this, odds are you are a real estate investor. And a big question that I always get asked is, Greg, how do you get your deals? So I have the answer to that question. The main way that I get deals, and it's been this way for years, is through direct mail marketing. Now, direct mail marketing is certainly not easy, but if you have direct mail dialed in the right way, it is profitable month after month after month after month. So I'm actually going to give you a free guide, which is my top five direct mail mistakes. So if you want to check out my guide absolutely for free, Go to directmailclass.com, put in your name and email, and you will get my guide, which is my top five fatal direct mail mistakes. If you just use that guide alone, it will make you a much better direct mail marketer. So if you want to learn how to optimize and become very successful finding deals through direct mail marketing for your real estate investment company, go to directmailclass.com and get my free guide. Yeah, 100%, man. Okay, 100%. So Let's forward to now where you're at now. We yeah. spent a real good time about, you know, how you got to where you're at. So give everyone, because you're a serious fucking big dog up in that Northeast, in the New England area. So like, what does your business look like today? IPS Cash. I know you guys have worked with you guys. You guys are awesome. So give everyone like a snapshot on what your business looks like today. Snapshot today is um, IPS Cash is a typical wholesaling, rehabbing, wholetailing, novation, that whole deal. We We do that, right? So there's... Uh, I want to say 13 of us in that company now, like legit on the books, uh, you know, real company, class A office space, my nice big, my nice big fancy fucking windows, you know, <laughs> like all that stuff. All right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so that's what that company looks like. We'll do a hundred and something plus deals in that whole space right. up here, which is pretty solid in New Hampshire, North of Boston market. Um, you know, so that's, 
what that all looks like there. You know, we have been doing the Novation game here for a while. Um, brain damage as well. Again, yeah, I was gonna say that's a fucking lots of work. Deals are a pain in the ass, dude. Yep, lots of things. You know, everyone. Oh yeah, do Novate. Yeah, okay. Come talk. Come talk to me about. Come up to the Northeast to try Novation. It's yeah, a little different in the fucking New York, yeah. Massachusetts area than it is yeah. in other Midwest yeah. states. Yeah, with attorneys are involved in everything. Oh. Yeah. So we would do that, you know, there's, um, you know, I just bought out the business partner on Friday, uh, which is oh. a big deal. The partner that funded that first deal stayed with me the whole time, you know, I'm super loyal um, and uh, to a T, to a downfall. Uh, so uh, we parted ways, bought him out on Friday, did the right thing. We're still in talks. He bought a deal off of me, off of me a couple of weeks ago. You know, oh, no shit for himself. Of the, yeah. For himself off of the company that he still owned. Uh, it was pretty cool. Um, I could probably <laughs> put together a course on that one. Uh, how to sell a deal to your now business partner outside of, uh, <laughs> outside of anyway. Ex-business uh, partner profits by Joe Terrio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, so it takes a lot to not tell someone to fuck off when you're from my background, um, and have to keep it together and professional and attorney. So that was, uh, a good, a good thing, uh, that I'm proud of. And, um, you know, and we own the typical real estate brokerage as well. There's whatever eight or nine agents over there. And um, I also have uh, my mortgage banking license. So we're able to generate mortgages here in the Northeast. You can't write seller finance terms uh, on, to people. You get in big trouble with the banking commission, which can come in and seize your assets and seize your bank accounts um, in like a heartbeat. Yeah. So there, what took me a year to get that banking license and there's serious jail time. If you take a dollar from the wrong person, uh, like all those shows you see on TV, I have yeah, to, like American greed. Yeah. Lots of like FinCEN documents and all kinds of things. Like it's real. I'm heavily monitored, but I'm hoping that we can um, start to grow that as well. Um, so that's kind of what's what's going on. You, you covered yeah. a lot there. So you, you said 130 deals in the Northeast. And this is yep. where the rubber is going to meet the road on the show, because a lot of people we have a lot of mutual friends. We're in masterminds, some of the big masterminds. And listen, every market has got its challenges. But I tell people all the time, the Northeast is like no other fucking place because you have the attitude of the seller, which is number one. You have the yep. attitude of the buyer, which yep. is number two. And then you got this wonderful, uh, these wonderful humans called attorneys, and they yep. facilitate most of the deals in Mass, New uh, Connecticut, New York, yep. New Jersey. So when a lot of people say they got forty-five houses under contract, I commend them, I respect them. But if you took that number and you went up into Joe and I's market, it, it'd be probably chopped in fucking half because I'd of be all the complexity. Yeah, I'd be right? willing to bet. Oh, for sure. I know if I stepped into another market, if I had like, if I had my processes straight and whatnot, that we. We could push uh, push the needle uh, pretty easy just based on the complexity and processes that we have to have in place to be able to, I mean, because the same thing. We've been here forever. We've been here since the fucking, literally, my mother's maiden name is Peabody. They've been here since the fucking Mayflower. So these attorneys have been here since the fucking Mayflower. Everybody's a cynical fucks, right? Like buyers suck. They think they know it all. It, yep. Sellers think they know it all. I mean, they're I mean, smart. They I mean, they're, they're air quotes. They, they have they're usually a little wealthier than the people in the Midwest because of the values of our homes. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I mean, today 
we're looking at additional sales training for the team, right? That's my big rock for uh, 2023 that we have for the first quarter is better sales training, right? I got to beat my other competition here and I need my guys to be educated even more educated, right? I just can't have one of the mill sales guys right now. No, not in this market too. So you, you, you mentioned your other competitions. This is something I found at least in the New York, New Jersey area. And in Connecticut, we do a lot of business in Connecticut too. Now I have found it's definitely competitive in our, in my area, which is a little different than yours, but there's not as many people as like a Houston, Texas or a Tampa, Florida. No. I found a little bit less competition in like the New York tri-state and like the Connecticut, like it's still hard and there's still multiple buyers, but yep. I've found doing deals in Texas. I've done deals all over the country, Phoenix, Vegas, California. Yep. There's like fucking 300 wholesalers in like Dallas, like no right. fucking joke. And they're yeah. like doing deals, like not, not all three of them are making a million dollars yeah. a year, but there's real fucking crazy volume. So I found in the Northeast, you, you have, a little bit less competition, but in exchange for attorneys, big down payments, fucking old properties. I'm sure you know a lot about that. that, that, that right. That's where the, the old property thing is what gets us here because hedge funds won't come here. No. So yes. that's what keeps them out is the old, the inventory here is too old for them to. So that that's where we get a little bit lucky is inventory is just too old for them. And, um, you know, they were in here. They were starting to move into Boston because Boston was appreciating uh, real heavy. So I think I want to say maybe Open Door was in there or Zillow offers, whatever the fuck they were, were in towards Boston. But they, I never really considered them a threat just because of like, dude, I probably done deals in like hundreds and hundreds of towns. No joke. Like, like all over New Hampshire all over Maine, all over Massachusetts. Like people are like, how do you comp properties? Like, I don't like, I don't have a process, dude. I just know like. Yeah, you know, it's so it. different. The inventory is so, homo it's not homogenous. So like you, you're comping a fucking 1890 building and then across the street, yeah, I got new construction. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And it's like, what the, f and that's the thing I like about our market is like, I just did a lay a big land wholesale deal in Westchester, which is super, one of the most expensive areas in the country. I bought the dirt for five sixty five, and yep. a guy bought it off me for six thirty because he's going to go yep. ground up for three million. Right, and then right. the neighbor's house is built in fucking nineteen ten. It's right. like right. you don't know what to fucking do, you know? Yeah. It's weird. It 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 is because someone asked some uh, someone found South that does a ton and ton of deals. I was asking me because he just he was doing stuff in Mobile, and then he moved over to. Um, Atlanta market and they have more oh I know who you're talking houses. about the name starts yeah. with an R yeah. yeah 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 so I don't know how, I don't I don't anyway I don't want to yeah. I don't anyway uh, we so, know who he is <laughs> yes 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 so I um and he was asking me he says uh oh, how do you like how do you comp like there's more styles of houses in Atlanta there's like two in where I'm from originally yeah yeah ranchers like, and fucking that's it I was like dude I don't know what to tell you man like I don't got a sheet I just like Guys, if it's all, if I'd side a spec or something, they'll just come in my office and ask, you know, which isn't really how you grow a company, but yeah, whatever. I have the same problem. My acquisitions guy, I have to help him a lot because like there's yeah. a lot of because sometimes he won't see something and yeah. then I'll be like, hey, 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 like chill, that this is a fucking buy, even though it's old. Right. Look at the new construction. Look at the lot. Like a lot of my market is like, what's the lot size? Like yeah. in Boston, mm -hmm. it's probably similar. What's the fucking yeah. lot size? Because a lot of these houses, you can pay more and someone will scrape it and go yeah. new construction. Yeah. So it's, it can get interesting, but the benefit to our market too, that people don't realize is the fucking margins are huge. Some of, some of them, I mean, you can make big rips up in the Northeast because of the fucking, I mean, the ARVs around here are like 500 grand. Yeah. So 
you know, you can make 50 grand on a wholesale deal and it's not too unreasonable because there's just so much room if you get it at the right number. So how do you guys determine, you guys are doing a lot of volume up there. How do you guys decide when you're going to novate, when you're going to flip it, when you're going to assign it? Like, how do you guys come up with that? Cause that can, that's I a have, problem we have. We, we were not that simple. Like we were doing yeah. all the fucking deals, you know? Um, I worked on something about a year ago and, um, I I'll, I know it now well enough mentally that I just know, but I worked on um, uh, a calculator uh, with with someone that was a lot smarter than me, uh, Rob Rob Hyder out of St. Louis. And oh yeah, he's a good guy. We were I worked with him for a long time, a lot of coaching, just one on one, and um, super like legit good guy that actually gives a fuck about you, and yeah. um, he has a serious finance background. So he started to do like what we were able to lay it out for if if it didn't make this, if it had to make like, so everything goes out to wholesale, no matter what. So that is what it would come down to. So my guys would get paid even if I bought it and not just a flat fee. So if they could have assigned it, we said, okay, listen, we got $40,000 for an assignment fee on the wholesale side. And because that's what some people are offering or- I could possibly make a hundred thousand dollars if I buy it and rehab it. Right. Yeah. And then I could super grand slam it and make $125,000. Right. But that was like, that, that was at the anomaly, like really like that probably wouldn't happen type of a situation. Right. Yeah. So what there was a, there's a number associated with it that, um, cause we figured out with the amount, our, um, Oh, fucking a our uh, conversion cycle yeah 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 Condi uh, uh cycle cycle time uh yeah. our wholesale cycle time and what it is for rehab cycle time so it basically for us to because it's very easy to be distracted by that wholesale number i mean the rehab number saying yeah but well, you don't realize how long it takes to fucking do that and permits and all that shit so there's a there was with all those figures plugged in we could see that it had to be a, i have to pull the sheet up because i always get it confused on the way i say it i just mentally know uh, how, in my head how to do it but i don't know how to describe it that it had to be at like 40 percent is there's some 40% number in my sheet that when I plug everything in there, like it still makes sense that to sell that at a $40,000 wholesale is what it comes down yeah. to versus the $100,000 rehab, right? Like there's some kind of number there is, is what it, what it comes down to is, is how I um, was able to figure out right now on top of that, I am super fucking conservative uh, because just the market in general. So CG has this whole big collective genius has this whole big thing about protect, take chips off the table, take uh, the cash, take the cash right now. Yeah. So I've, I am holding, I don't know, there's maybe, I think last time I looked at uh, QuickBooks yesterday, maybe there's a million and a half of property on the books right now, you know, um, like active inventory you own to yeah, sell. Yeah. 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 So there isn't much from a, which isn't much in the Northeast, right? I'm not. Yeah, old. we're doing that. That's like four houses max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, right, we're right, doing right. the same thing. It's funny you said that because I look at and people are like, Greg, why would you wholesale this for 40 grand or 30 grand when the mark, like I'm, we're doing a wholesale deal on Wednesday. We're going to make 54,000 on it. Yeah. The guy's getting a fucking banging deal. And if oh, I yeah. do this now, I may have taken it, but I got a partner on it. He brought me the deal. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm getting paid 50 grand or 54 grand now yeah. on Wednesday. Or I can fuck around with a rehab in the winter 
with permits right. with a fucking hoarder house and probably right. make my money back in July when that sells. Right. People right. don't realize that like when you have businesses like Joe with an eyes where there's like in overhead and shit, like money today is very valuable because I got to pay the sales guys. I got to pay the marketing bill. I got to yeah. pay the fucking software bill. You, know, you have yeah. rent, right? So people don't realize that bringing that, what is that? That cat, I didn't even know what the cash conversion cycle was until like a year and a half ago. And I was like, yeah. holy shit, I never even thought of this. Cause that's yeah. where a lot of investors get fucked is they rehab all these houses. They're not taking wholesale fees off the front to pay their team. Correct. And they might be making a lot of money in theory, but it's all going right out the door. And then the next time it closes, they it's you you get the point. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah. no joke, man. It's yeah. no fucking joke. Yeah. It, if you're if you were a construction company, you had a lot of liquidity to sit on, like where yeah. it didn't matter, and you could say, okay, we had forty houses, and then we had a a big bankroll, and and you didn't need to turn that capital. Like you have to get so far ahead of that, like. It's just real tough for us as as operators at the size businesses we run, or we're going and borrowing money to be able to okay, pay the overhead. Okay, yeah, you're right. Basically, we're gonna say, okay, listen, bank or construction business partner, whoever, give me five hundred grand, six hundred grand to cover the fucking overhead that I need, so that we can build the construction department. And and okay, yeah, you can. We'll have we'll feed that construction department, but. I don't really want to have a construction company no. and it fucks up, especially in our market with the fucking yeah. complex projects and the, I right. mean, I, it's the masses, the same, the townships with permits and yeah. Oh dude, it gets bad. Yeah. It, it, it I, I, funny enough in fucking New Hampshire, I have a stupid mobile home and that they got, it got given to me and mobile homes here in New Hampshire and are like gold. Cause there's no affordable, zero affordable housing. And, uh, and they got given to me in the st and I've like rehabbed this whole thing and we over put in money on it and um and rehab the whole thing and the fucking building inspector is up my ass on this 1968 mobile home that was given to me. And I'm like, dude, Insane. are you kidding me? It's you funny. know, like go away, dude. Go away. You dude, know? it's so funny you say that. I was doing a whole tale last year. And I didn't put a cent. Oh, I put maybe 500 bucks into this thing. Yep. But the seller put a dumpster in the driveway. I get yeah. a letter from the building department like the next day and they're yep. like, stop work immediately. And I call them and I'm like, yo, yeah. go in that fucking house. There's not right. a single piece of construction happening, yep. but these towns are on your ass. And it's yep. like a lot of these towns are like small towns. So everyone yeah. knows everyone in the building yes. department's neighbors with the seller. Yep. It can get dicey. So yep. that's why I like wholesaling. So let's talk about novations real quick and then we'll wrap the show up. So this is the the term that everyone keeps using. Everyone, you know, and they do work and you can make money yep. with them. In the Northeast, you have to do them a little bit differently. Like, for example, in New York, I, I don't know someone doing this, but I have never seen a, a seller sign a power of attorney document in New York because they have a fucking attorney. Right. So you have to, how do you guys do them in your area? Because it's, it's different than what the people teach online when they're in Florida and whatnot. Yeah. And we're part of the whole, we're part of that whole group. Right. Of, yeah. of, and I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a big name dropper. So the, yeah. uh, I'm part of that group. Right. Yeah. But I also brought in novation paperwork to them from way back from Blackstone because Blackstone has been doing it for a long time. <laughs> um, but bottom line here is it's more on, um, we don't necessarily get the power of attorney as much nowadays with, with it because of how much brain damage is involved. It re like we can do it. I've done it a few times where they really trust us. Right. So yeah. one, one couple was um, wanted to sell their house and they were moving to Canada. Right. And um, 
they were on a timeline and all that, right? They'll give me power of attorney. I've gotten power of attorney granted uh, to me. And I, I get what they teach and I get what they go after there. It's easier to get a power of attorney just for marketing purposes. Yeah. Like you're better off getting that power of attorney to be able to market it than a blanket POA. Uh, anyone that has um, some some skill about them in the Northeast, like I got two of them right now. And I got one on a $500,000 house and a $600,000 house. And usually those type of sellers are pretty sophisticated. And yeah. um, they're like, I don't, I'm not giving you a fucking POA. Right. So now I just have them sign all the paperwork though. Right. Yeah. So that says they're going to do, they're going to do innovate. They're going to do what they say they're going to do. Right. Yeah. So um, because in that agreement, it says you're going to sign the actual no, you're going to sign novation paperwork and we are going to make money. Yeah. So, um, this year I want to say so far revenue from novations has, I want to say, uh, net revenue would be like 300 so far on 300 K, which that's is good. that's found money though, bro. On leads it, you already got. It is it. I agree. I agree. But it also takes a lot of company resources. Mm -hmm. from that aren't necessarily on your PL, right? Because you you can't see you can't see the process that it takes. You can't see that like I have a I have a on staff transaction coordinator, right? You can't see how much of time I uh, we could, right? I could sit and track every hour that the TC works on that file, right? Of like all the in and out back and forth paperwork and my attorneys involved. So much paperwork. Right? So and like and now, and it depends um, what you decide to do for work too, right? Because there's that whole pitch to the seller. Oh, we'll do everything, right? Oh. Right? Yeah. yeah. It, right. That they tell, they teach that pitch, right? Oh, do, we'll do everything, right? Or um, we'll pre-rehab it for you. Now we're not doing any of that stuff. We've done that a couple of times and someone- That gets dicey, bro. Dude, yeah. that got dicey. I had the guy die. We were just about to sign the fucking agreement. The novation agreement, the fucking the dude died. The seller the, died? The seller died, dude. And and uh oh the fucking God. son stepped in and he's like, I you know, whole big thing. And he was like, uh, it is about um, you know, you're a construction company. I don't know what we would pay mock-up for, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God, here we fucking go. I had the I had the freaking uh never split the difference, this guy to the to the moon. Uh <laughs> So it's just, dude, there's just a lot there. So we've dialed back on what we'll do on the front nowadays. Like I'll clean it out. I'll send a cleaner and, um, you know, that type of stuff. But dude, it's brained. It's, uh, we looked at, we even looked at running a TV, our original rock, uh, with our consultants for fourth quarter was, Hey, we'll, um, let's kill it in Q1. We'll change our TV message to say, um, like, we'll fix up, we'll fix it up. We'll like, whatever the TV message was going to be basically influx our novation deal flow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Turn and then I ran it, and I ran it by someone. They're like, Joe, like, cause this all sounds good in these quarterlies that we have these consultants come in and like, rah, 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 the whole fucking executive team's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I ran it by and they're like, Joe, do you realize now you're going to have a longer cycle time? And now you need to have a bunch of construction overhead 
and a construction manager, which we have one, but he's already capped out on just the houses that we do already. So it it's great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking anything. I'm not knocking it. What I do knock is, and they've gotten better about saying it more and more now, thankfully, um, is the brain damage involved. And um, yeah. they've been saying it in the group about guys like, stop fucking drinking the Kool-Aid that because you can get you're gonna you can fuck up people's lives too man like it's not just like oh you're you're wholesaling in a vacant house and you dude you're not in a whole lot of hot water if you don't yeah it's like a junker and it's, yeah yeah like right now I got I got I got a fucking house that people moved out of already $600,000 house they're fucking heating it they already bought another house they're living in that and then the other the other one we're doing they're moving to Florida they're packing their shit up yeah <laughs> like dude you better get man you, you you know this if you don't give a fuck about your reputation okay fine but like i'm on tv here not that i'm some like superstar but people don't do know who do know who we are and i can't fuck that up I've, yeah it's, it's and weird. that's what people and i'm glad they're getting that message out because you you really with innovation it is a great tool if you it's like a you got to know how to use it but there's yeah. a lot of things that are out of your control that could fuck a deal up, right? Yeah. A mortgage, an inspection, an appraisal. So you just yeah. got to, I've noticed with Novations when we do do them, we just tell the seller so fucking transparently what our intentions are. Oh, yeah. And that's what you usually get. They're like, I get it. I yeah. get it. That makes sense. But some people, they don't do that. Oh, right. yeah, it's a fun deal. Oh, don't worry if it's wait 20 days. Fuck no, not in our market. You're getting no, 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 no. My my big sell to the sellers is listen, you got me and my company, and I'm gonna bash the buyer's agent, the seller's agent, the appraisal, the home inspector, all those things that I normally do that I've spent years doing for my own rehabs. That's what you. That's the power that you get. Yes, you get my experience and my company's experience. To be able to tell all these vendors that got their fucking hands out the fuck off, basically, is yep. what it comes down to, right? Um, it, it, that's that's the power of it. And if you don't have that experience, mm, I I I I I struggle with how much value you bring to uh, a seller in that situation. Yeah, yeah. When you don't and even know, yeah, exactly. Like, you, you know how deals. to deal with a home. You know how to deal with that. Like I own the brokerage and I own the agents, right? So it's easy for me as a listing person to be okay. This is the offer that you guys need to be working on, right? And you're just going to take an offer to take an offer because it looks like money on the table. Well, can they close? Did you call the fucking mortgage company? Did they actually run the mortgage? Because right now everyone's getting pre-approvals, but they actually can't close on the fucking loan. They didn't run it all the way through. Or they don't run that mortgage check till a week before fucking close. And now, right? So you don't know how to push on those things and check all those things. Well, you can really fuck someone's life up. You yeah. know, so yeah, you got to know what you're. I couldn't agree more, dude. Especially if you're brand, if you're new, you should partner up with someone like Joe if you're in that market to to JV those deals because you, you know it, there's a lot of value and experience. We've done a lot of deals this year just JVing with new people. Yep. And people are like, oh, they're giving half the profit up. I'm like, motherfucker, I've done like all these deals, and they bring me the deal on us, and I we get the whole thing done. I sell it for top dollar. Yep. There's no fucking it's and I wa they watch me do the whole thing. Yep. There's real value in that, you know, and, uh, yeah. you know, especially some of these deals with like title issues. They're like, what do we do? I'm like, oh, I've done dozens of these. This is exactly yep. what you do. This is yep. the process for that. But yeah, man, it's 
you got to know what you're doing. That's the key. You got to get your reps in. You got to work with the experienced people. So Joe, man, you got a great story. You got a great business. Now you guys are fucking dominating up there. It's, it's awesome to see your story, get to know you on a little yeah. bit more of a deeper yeah. level. Yeah. So you got a, this is going to be a popular episode with the listeners. So if people want to get in touch with you, maybe they're up in the Northeast or in New Hampshire, Mass. They want to collaborate with you, maybe do some deals, whatever, reach out to you. How do people get in touch with you? I'm one of those cynical fucks in Northeast. Like, you can't talk to me. You can't close me. <laughs> Fuck off. No, yeah, right. Know, I'm on Facebook, dude. You just look me up. That's probably the biggest, easiest way, you know, there. Joe at IPSCash.com. The emails are meh. Cell phone, just text me. If you're up here, 603-558-8604. Shoot me a text. It's probably, like, really the best way. If you really want to get in touch with me, Facebook or my cell phone. There you, know? you go. We got it on there. We'll put that in the notes, man. Well, I appreciate your time. That was a fun episode and uh, we'll catch you soon, bro. Sweet. Thanks, Greg. Are you a real estate investor who wants to get to the next level? Well, my name is Greg Hellback, and over the last five years, I have bought and sold well over 125 houses and I have learned a ton of stuff and I've made a lot of mistakes. And hopefully, as they say, a wise man learns from someone else's mistakes. So if you are a real estate investor and you want to learn how to get to the next level, you might be a good fit for my coaching program. So if you're interested in finding out if my coaching program could be a fit for you, head over to bookacallwithgreg.com. On that website, you're going to be able to simply book a call with me absolutely free for 15 minutes. And I'm basically going to see how I can best help you, right? I'm not going to high pressure sell you. It's going to be none of that whatsoever. It's going to be a very helpful call. We're going to have a 15 minute conversation. I'm going to ask you some questions about where you're at and where you want to get to. And if you think it's a fit to potentially work with me as a coaching client, I'd love to offer the opportunity to work with you. And if it's not a fit for some reason, no big deal. That 15 minute call is going to be super, super helpful. I'm going to give you some good pointers so I can help you, you know, get your business to the next level. There's two types of people I work with. The first person is the person who's brand new. They might not have ever done a deal before, and they really want to learn step-by-step step how they can get their first deal, right? That's the first person. The second person I work with is someone who might have done some deals. Maybe they have you know a deal every other month coming in, or they just have inconsistent income, and they really want to learn sales and marketing strategies so they can consistently get two, three, four, five deals a month in a formulaic way. So those are the two people I work with. If that sounds like you, I'd love to hop on the phone with you for 15 minutes, see if you're a good fit for our coaching program. Go to bookacallwithgreg.com and sign up for a free consultation today. Thank you for listening to an episode of the Real Estate Investing Fast Track. I hope you got a lot of value from this specific episode. And there are a few takeaways that you're able to gather from this to implement in your business so you can be a more successful real estate investor. So if you did get value from the show, if you could do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes, it would really mean a lot to me. That's how we keep growing the show and getting great guests is because people see the reviews. They see that we have a high quality show and they want to contribute as a guest. So that would be great. Also, if you got value, if you could share the show on social media, that would be great because that is how people see this besides the reviews. So once again, if you did get value, if you could do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes and share the show on social media, it would really mean a lot to me and I'll see you on the next episode.